Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota program. We've got all the fairs done except the state fair. The state fair is happening, I think, while Jerry's heading up to the crowning of the Princess K on Wednesday night, I think, and then the fair opens on Thursday when it's supposed to be about 98, 99 degrees, something like that. Heat wave is coming our way, and we've got Dusty Deanst with us. He's the emergency management director for the city of Faribault, so one of the areas that you're supposed to enlighten us about is yeah, heat he, safety. Heat, heat is something that yeah, we all suffer when it's around. Uh, some suffer more than others, and it's uh, it doesn't get the attention that it deserves because it affects more people. Uh, we always think of tornadoes and severe weather that you can physically see. Uh, heat waves, extended heat waves, obviously are worse than I call this one with any luck. Uh, a short heat wave looks like it's about a three to four day heat wave. So hopefully that limits the impact that it has on people. So recommendation if i'm not totally healthy and if i'm elderly should i stay inside in the air conditioning the whole time or what do you think yes it's going to get to the level and i'm bringing this up this stuff this weather info that i sent out because the weather service does a great job of laying out even starting today with the the maximum wet Bulb globe temperature, so basically you're talking dew point stuff. And this isn't the dew point, but it's it's a signa- it's a sign of the dew point that even as of today, uh, afternoon, they're saying cancel exercise outside. You, know, you don't see a lot of time a lot of time you don't see Is that anybody or the elderly? Oh, uh, this is anybody. This th- they are saying, and I'm looking at they have a, a so chart sh- here. So I shouldn't mow my yard this evening. Don't, this was, yeah, you, you should have mowed it yesterday. It was a nice day. But well, if you didn't, um, <laughs> it's likely not going to make a difference if you wait till the following weekend. It's, I don't know how much it's going to grow when it gets this hot. I know mine grew pretty good with the last rain Boy, we had. Boy, did mine, too. I, uh, I mowed it just last Thursday, and it needs mowing again. Yeah, I would. Now... I would be wrong in saying don't do it this week because they have this broke down during time of day. They, they split the day into four chunks, 12 to 6, 12, then 6 to 12, 12 to 6. So the morning's still a good time to do stuff. It's, it's cooler and typically, even though it's still going to be warm and muggy, it's not the heat of the day. Um, and for this from today through Thursday, trying to read this small writing... You either have, other than 6 a.m., when they say you can do stuff with prolonged or intense exercise 
or mowing lawn, I would say, depending on the size of your lawn. At 6 a.m. is the only time that it's recommended from now through Thursday. Um, either don't do it at all or limit the daily exposure to the heat and humidity. So well, if you it have takes a big me area. About an hour and 10 minutes to walk it. That's what it takes me. So, you know, you can do that in the morning, but I know you're here most mornings. So if you have to do it in the afternoon, then don't plan on doing it all in one shot. Well, I would do it probably closer to the evening. And do it in the evening. You know, uh, the sun setting kind of thing. That's better than midday when the sun's blaring, but also yep. there's nothing against doing half and half. So go do half an hour worth and then do the next half hour the next day. Don't have to do it all in one shot. Yeah. I know you get in your routine, Gordy. We all do. <laughs> but there's, you do it, do it half. I know you're still a young guy and you can handle this stuff, but just do half and then do the other half the next day. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know you're not going to. I can tell right now. <laughs> I was thinking of doing it this evening, to be okay. honest. Well, this evening is not not till 8 or eight o'clock or so. It's They're saying in here nothing. But, again, you recommend that if you don't have air conditioning, maybe go to the mall or something, someplace yep. that does. Your body needs a little little bit of a break and that's where this is going to be tough on people because well if i don't know i was out probably as late as i've been out in a long time other than for work on saturday night and it was at midnight it was blah walk out and it was just that felt terrible so those are that's when it gets concerning because people that don't have ac or don't have can't get to a nice climate for their body inside of a cool building don't cool off overnight uh, and that's when it starts to compound over days of typically you'll get to cool off overnight and your body gets a little relief but that's it's still going to be a little cooler but it's going to still be muggy out and that's very uncomfortable so the heat index I looked it up I thought it was this, but I wasn't sure. Combines air temperature and relative humidity in shaded areas to a human perceived equivalent temperature. Here's an example. If the temperature was 90 degrees, that's the air temperature, with 70% humidity, again, this is in the shade, it would feel like 106. Yeah, and the... The uh, expected heat, maximum heat index on Tuesday, Faribault, 110. Thursday? That's my right here that I sent out this morning is two, tomorrow, 110. Wednesday, 106. How about Thursday? Only. They don't have Thursday on there. Huh? Um, That's the hottest day on our forecast. Yeah, it does not have Thursday. It only covers. A couple days. Couple, and on my other part of this packet from the National Weather Service, they're showing that even Thursday, like when I said, don't do any exercise or anything outside, um, except for Mankato area, which is the closest town on here to us, uh, Thursday must be the beginning of relief for us. And maybe that's, maybe that's not by temperature. Maybe that's because of the dew point. I'll be darned. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes into all this stuff. I know. And <laughs> believe me, I know. We're going to talk more with Dusty. We'll talk about what would happen if we had a forest fire here.
we'd put it out. Chances are that's not going to happen. No. Right? Big we, woods were to catch fire and near yeah, strand. The, the conditions are so different here than they are in Maui or in California or even in Wyoming where they have the steep terrain and you can't get to it and it's very remote. Uh, that's just not... I never say never, but that's very unlikely to have what anything. Was, just before I go to market update, maybe I'll let you think about it before you answer it, okay? We'll go to the market update, courtesy of your KDHL agri-boosters. And uh, Jerry hid the Jerry hid the little cheat sheet. Well, it, wasn't, not, it wasn't in the top tray. It wasn't in the second tray. That gets into your being very routine person. And it was under... Under something, I don't know what, but it's a good thing I saw it hanging out there. Anyway, our KDHL Agri Boosters include Community Co-op Oil Association Faribault, where everyone's welcome to be part of the company, and TNW Towing, your off-road recovery experts. I'll let you think about this though: the largest grass fire that you have ever been on in your years with the Faribault Fire Department. While he's thinking about that, we'll get the market update. Soybeans and cattle are higher on Monday morning. Corn and hogs are mostly lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. For Lee Genetics, paired with simple, flexible, and effective weed control plants, Stein enlist E3 soybeans. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are up. Forecasts for most of the Midwest are hot this week and dry into September, potentially stressing the crop. Unknown Destinations bought nearly 160,000 tons of new crop U.S. beans this morning. September beans are up seven and three quarters at 1370 and a half. November's 11 and three quarters higher at 1365. September bean meals up $2.30 at 406.20. September soybean oil 60 points now 64 higher at 68.93. Corn's mostly lower. Watching the weather and while stress is more of an issue for beans than corn at this stage, it would still have an impact on test weights. Mexico purchased more than 110,000 tons of new crop U.S. corn this morning. September corns three and a half lower at 476. December's down three and a quarter at 489 and three quarters. And wheat's lower. The big issue for wheat continues to be slow export demand with Russia controlling the market and Ukraine still moving grain. Dry weather's a concern in Canada, Argentina, and Australia. September Chicago's down 12 and three quarters at six dollars and a half a penny. Watching the weather and getting ready for this afternoon's weekly crop numbers. December cotton's up 55 and September rice is three and a half higher at 1558. Live and feeder cattle are higher, watching the distribution of this week's show list with help from Friday's higher move in beef. October lives up $1.55 at one eighty thirty seven. December's one forty two higher at one eighty four sixty. September feeders are up two twelve at two fifty sixty five. And hogs are mixed, mostly lower on spread trade and profit taking. October leans down ninety at eighty one twenty two. The December hog contract is fifty five lower at seventy three ninety five. And over in the broader market, September crude oil is firm. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Other KDHL agri-boosters include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency Nairstrand. Craig helps protect all things important to you. 321 Fence in Faribault, specializing in top quality fences for residential and commercial properties. Go to 321FenceInc.com. And start the countdown to your next fence project. Finding a high-quality fencing company can be as simple as 321. So contact Micah there at 321fenceinc.com. 
and Northland Buildings, quality false-frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. Well, Dusty, I give you a chance to think about it. You sure didn't have to think about it long. You gave me the answer right away. Yeah, I, I don't have the greatest memory, but there's certain things I remember. The, the largest, I don't remember the acreage. It was in the hundreds, was the Boyd, Boyd Wildlife Management Area out by Shields Lake. Uh, again, not a not really a woodland fire, most cattail slough and just gr- and grass. We've had some pretty large other when CRP was booming more, and there was a lot of it. We could, we got some of that. Granted, those are a little more ca- we're a little more capable of handling those. We're set up for grass fires, and you can get apparatus up close to it. And uh, so, grass fires, even though they can look overwhelming and that's why the the slough that was more of a slough it started on probably likely started up on some higher ground but when it gets into the slough that limits the apparatus that you can get down in there and it took a little bit longer to put that out that was actually i think that's kilkenny's fire area but they had i think what we were called we were actually burning doing a prescribed burn up at the nature center for training that same night and that's why another reason I remember it, because they called us for, for help. And we're like, well, we got everybody here. We just got done training. It's fresh in our mind. Let's, you know, and we went out there. Um, that was in the evening. And it was as night settles and the dew settles in and coolness settles in, that's when we were able to, everybody combined effort, were able to put that one out. It wasn't because it got to Mud Lake or got to a road. We actually were able to put it out. Uh, but... I was just going to ask if it pretty much puts itself out in a slough. It, it, a little bit, you know, the canary, the way canary grass grows and lays over, if we don't, if we would not have put that out or, or walk the fire lines and, and wet it all down, it likely would have still been underneath there. And then the next day the wind comes up and they start back up. So it was, I would say it wasn't, it didn't go out on its own, but it was, uh, it was a large site i took pictures of it i grew up hunting in that in that it wasn't a wildlife management area when i was growing up but i spent a lot of time duck hunting on the river that goes through the heart of that thing and so i went out over the weekend after that and took a picture because it's never seen it i mean it, it's hundreds of acres of black it was it's pretty cool and and it's actually i'm sure some wildlife perished in that but um actually very good for that site there, i was gonna say it came back better right i'm sure it did i didn't you know track it that close but there's years and years and years of cattail and phragmites and all these different kind of grasses that just slowly build up and become organic material, which can make it hard. It never really got into like a peat fire situation. It was more a surface fire, but, um, and we've had other CRP fields, 80 acres, 40 acre, you know, these kind of fires over the years, but that was the biggest one I remember. When people see the Maui tragedy, we could have nothing like that here. Well, I never say never, but there's a lot of, ex- there's, there's some things that happened there that hopefully we don't have to deal with. The, the, the winds that are able to push fire the way it pushed fire there. Um, it, it will, I was talking with somebody yesterday, it will be interesting when they start doing more deep dives into the cause of why this got to the extent that it did. In, and this is more like in the building codes in the planning and zoning world. I mean, were they, were things built too close together? You know, what 
added to this catastrophe other than just fire and hurricane force winds or the winds that they had? Was there other things that we've done that we allowed or we enabled this to become so tragic? Remember, they're on an island, so they're limited in their space. Yep, yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that they have different setbacks from buildings and property lines than we do around here. And that likely, that uh, of course, one building close to another is going to allow that next building to catch on fire. We had another tragic accident on I-35 just south of Faribault. It seems like every week we get one or two of them. Yeah, we got a little bit of a reprieve, and I hate to even say it that way, uh, but when they open 35 up, but as we know now, um, we're really going into the further construction out there that's going to last the rest of this construction season and most, if not all, of next construction season. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming, I don't know what the right word is, uh, but we're having a lot of accidents out there. And, of course, with the speeds out there and the things that have been going on, they've been very tragic. There, there's been deaths. There's been serious injuries. And I was thinking, we, we, obviously, the sheriff's office does a good job of running reports on accidents, and we're gonna definitely going to see an increase in accidents when it comes to construction season, mostly 35, but even some of the roundabout for Highway 3, and I'm not blaming anybody. It's just how it works out because I believe that may have led to the tragic accident where two people perished on the Baseline Road and one at 30th, County Road 8. Whether that had anything to do with people not taking three because they couldn't and were on detours or on different roads, I, you know, I don't know that for sure, but... When we start running the numbers at the end of the month or whenever we run them, I'm, I know we're going to see an uptick that also is, correlates with construction. So not blaming construction because we have to do it. We know we have to, we have to keep our roads smooth. Otherwise, we're going to have accidents for other reasons. Um, so it's not construction's fault. It's still well, drive thirty-five. Let's be honest. People don't pay attention. They don't slow down when you get into the work zone. Well. It is, Faribault is always, we've seen it for years on the fire department. And if you ever really, if you haven't paid attention to this, next time you watch, look at a weather map on the news, you can pick Faribault out because 35 is a pretty straight road for many, many miles. And, and it goes around Faribault. So there's, granted, they're not sharp curves, but there are curves that someone that's been driving up from Texas doesn't have to deal with very many curves in 35. And you get to Faribault and there are curves. So in the winter, you have you have to slow down on those if the road condition isn't right. So I think it goes into, we have stopped traffic out on 35 as we shift two lanes worth into one lane. And you can be driving for hours and not, unless you stop because you pull off for a break, you're just driving. And all of a sudden you come across stop traffic on 35 it's not that common and i think that might have something to do with it we just get lulled into cruising along and all of a sudden oops it's stopped well i do remember troy dunn our former sheriff saying the scariest time for him was working accidents on i-35 in the winter 
because of what you said. Very slippery out here. That's what they're trying to fix on I-35 now with this project. At least that's what I was told. Yes, there, there's. I, we all know that some of these holes that are out there on the road can take out a tire and that can throw it. So it, it's, it's weird to say that what they're doing out there is to help with the safety of the road because it, in the interim right now, the road's very unsafe. But... That is what it's all about. It's not just so you have a nice smooth cruise. It's it's safety. The road needs to drain the water off, and it has to have a good surface for traction. So this construction is needed, and I don't want anybody to say, think I'm blaming construction. It's like, well, if we don't do construction, we won't have these accidents. That's wrong. We will. It'll be different types and different reasons. Uh, so that where it always boils back to the people that are driving. Yeah, pay attention, slow down. Yeah, and that's those two things right there is really all you have to do. You know, pay attention. There, 35 is an open enough road where you can see stop traffic for a long ways when it's stopped. It's rare that you're going to come screaming up over a hill and all of a sudden see it all stopped. You've either had some warning. Now, granted, there's always the random crash or the disabled vehicle, so never say never again. But when it comes to... The, tra- the construction out there, it is warned for miles prior to that. There's no, you see plenty of orange signs and even flashing lights if traffic is slow or stopped. You have, if you're paying attention, that's a big if, if you're paying attention, you have warning. Now the city, correct me if I'm wrong, Dusty, the city is overseeing the roundabout construction out by the Public Safety Center, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the city's project, mm-hmm. even though it's on a state highway? It's, we are... We are a part of it. It's a, it's a partnership, but we are, yeah, we have people out there. We are in on the design. So, yes, we are very involved in that project. And didn't you say when we talked earlier this morning that it's ahead of schedule? So the last I heard, now this was two weeks ago because I was gone all last week, that they were, I want to say it was for sure four weeks, maybe even four, four to six weeks ahead of schedule. Um, Lack of rain, basically, is what kept just sure. kept them going. And I would like to give the construction guys and project designers and engineers kudos for putting together a plan. And they're working through it very efficiently, and things are going well. Uh, so, fingers crossed. Now, I wouldn't change anything on your calendar because it's the middle of October when it's supposed to be done. And if you know anything about construction, whether it's building a house or building the road, there's a lot of things that can go haywire tomorrow that we don't know about today. Correct. Uh, but the good news is, is they're not a month behind, they're a month ahead. So yeah. hopefully that means if that continues that they can get that project done and that'll lighten up some of the traffic on the north side of Faribault between Faribault and Northfield to allow for less people crashing. And then I just want to remind people that next year we're supposed to start the six-legged roundabout on I-35 at Highway 19 here in Rice County. So that will mean more construction, right, construction zone, moveovers, all that good stuff when they do that. Yeah, it'll be interesting on what, how that affects 35. I'm sure it will a little bit, maybe not to, definitely not to the extent of what we're seeing right out here now, but it still will. A little bit. Uh, whether that puts more pressure on our ramps and, and people 
getting on down here instead of up there, you know, it's yet to be seen. I know I told you, Dusty, uh, off air, that last week when I went to the Steele County Fair every day, I avoided that construction south on I-35 completely by taking County 45 to Medford and crossing over to I-35 on my way to the fairgrounds. Yep. That way I just don't have to deal with it. And we're seeing a lot of that, like on Bagley Avenue, County Road 46, 45. The, so those roads, I do the same thing, so there's nothing wrong with that, but those roads also are seeing a lot of pressure and we're seeing other things happen because I'd say 46 that I take home a lot now because of not being able to get out on the Acorn Trail. I believe, and I have not. I would love to pull some of these people over that are driving the way they are, but I, I just can't get it out of my mind. Like that person wants to be out on 35, they can't be because it's slow, or they. But they're it. driving like it's 35. But they're driving like it's 35, and it's not. So, if I'm doing 55 or 60, that's the speed limit. Don't ride. I, I was talking to someone this morning that had somebody right that he, out of his pickup truck rearview mirror could not see the hood of the of the vehicle. That's how behind close him. it was. That's how close it was. Well, if everybody keeps on cruising, you know, no harm, no fall. But one little tap of the brake because the deer sticks its head out of the the ditch, or and if you're within feet, you got a fender bender at least. So remember your driver's training, right? Oh, Car was, lengths. What? How long, Gordy? This is how long before we have to install a refresher for all of us? I mean, every ten years, do an online something to. Here we're gonna re. We're gonna give you your license back after you do this refresher online. There's driving is so important, and there's many things. And I I relate it to the fire service. We don't just train on something once and we get a certificate and check the box and never touch it again. We do refresher training all the time. Why we need to do some refresher training for people driving? Um, just because I've been driving for all these years doesn't mean I'm good at it and actually probably means that I've gotten some bad habits and those need to be, they can't correct it in training, but you can be eyes open to here's the rules and here's how you're supposed to do it. You probably knew it one time and you've lost that. And then your own conscious has to, when you go to break that, like the rolling stop, let's say, you aren't going to pass your test if you roll through that stop. I got smart cruise on my new vehicle, which means I virtually never have to tap my brakes. If I'm on I-35 and I'm driving down, I went to Kansas City a couple weekends ago, the week after I bought my new vehicle, and watched the Twins and the Kansas City Royals, went to the Harry Truman Presidential Library, had a good weekend. Driving down and back in traffic, it will sense the vehicle in front of you and will lessen your speed. You don't even have to tap the brakes. It's oh. awesome. It keeps you the proper distance from the vehicle in front of you. Good and bad, I think. And you can, to a certain extent, you can engineer safety, but then that also people rely on, well, I, I can just cruise up and this thing will take care of, instead of me staying back a responsible distance because my brain tells me to do that, ah, oh, the vehicle's got it engineered in, we'll just let that tell me what to do. And then we, <laughs> so... Yeah, we know that as much as we can sit here and say if drivers have to slow down and pay attention, they're just not going to. So the engineers and tech people say, well, then if they're not going to, we're going to do it for them. Yep, it's so. got, it's got uh, what is it called, crash prevention brakes. 
If it senses that you're too close to a vehicle, it'll slam on the brakes. <laughs> Is that your gray one right there? Yep, yep, yep. No, I'm not going to be able to pick you out because we almost had the same, same exact vehicle. <laughs> yeah, now you're incognito driving around. Until no, no, you'll get it. used to it after a while. But it's amazing the technology they put in these vehicles. Like you say, uh, it also has an ability where you could almost go to sleep. It'll keep the vehicle... You push a button, it'll keep the vehicle in the lane for you. I don't, I've never had that feature on because yeah. I want to have control. And that's why I, 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 I think there's some, that's going to be some of the bad stuff that comes out of this is people just pay less and less attention because they have something else paying attention for them, so they think. So stay hydrated, folks. Even if you're sitting inside and it's hot, you got to stay hydrated. Yeah, and... Take it easy, nothing strenuous, and don't go to your boss and tell him I said you couldn't, don't have to work strenuously. Because, but you have to be smart about it uh, and limit how much you do out in the heat and the humidity. Yeah, well, I would guess construction crews know all about that, right? They get used to it. Our bodies get acclimated a little bit, so we know that 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 helps out. But warnings like we put out through emergency management and telling people and, and talking on the radio that this is going to happen. So just be ready for it and we'll get through it. But I'm sure they'll take extra water breaks and all that good stuff. I hope. Mow your grass two different times. <laughs> two different evenings. Two different evenings, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, should I watch? I don't know. You could come over and mow it if you want to. I can't even pick out your yard now because I did it by checking, finding your vehicle. Now I don't know. Yeah, well, my vehicle's usually in the garage. Oh, okay. So that will conclude today's edition of AM Minnesota. Hopefully everybody stays safe. Be smart. Whether you're driving or you're worrying about heat, stay safe. That's what we want. Tomorrow, Jerry has AM Minnesota, and I'm not sure what his show is about. I do know Wednesday we go to Northfield. Have a great day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.